Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. My question is, will you accept the results of your election in November? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result. If you lose, will you accept that? I'm going to win the election and I will accept that result because the people will never, the people of Arizona will never support and vote for a coward like Katie Hobbs who won't show up on a debate stage. She's single-handedly destroying a 20-year tradition of gubernatorial debates because of her cowardice. Carrie Lake yesterday with Dana Bash on CNN. By the way, poll question today at Smirconish.com. Who will be Donald Trump's MAGA successor, Don Jr., Ron DeSantis, Tulsi Gabbard. That was a, that was a late entry by yours truly. Carrie Lake, Christy Nome, or other. If you want to know more about Carrie Lake, I highly recommend that you read Ruby Kramer's profile from the Washington Post. It's posted prominently on my website right now. It made the cut for the newsletter today. It's in all of my social media. This is Ruby Kramer. Ruby, thank you so much. I learned such a great deal from your piece. I thought it was extremely well done. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate that. Um, It was incredibly um, interesting to do. I will tell you that. um, Words you never hear from Carrie Lake, right? According to you, she does not say (laughs) um. She does not say um. She does not say like. um, Unlike me, apparently. I just said it. (laughs) (laughs) But she is one of the most polished and I want to say disciplined when it comes to public communication, at least. Um, Her campaign is not necessarily the most disciplined. It's a little bit disorganized, actually. But in terms of her presence, both in a room and in a TV setting, like in the clip that you just played from her interview with CNN's Dana Bash yesterday, she is uh, composed, she is steely, and she sort of relishes these opportunities where she can run circles around reporters, uh, given that she was an anchor in Phoenix, a very well-known one for more than 20 years. But she wasn't like that then, right? I mean, here, here's from your piece. Quote, friends from Channel 10 knew Lake as a more free-spirited than Bible-loving. They say she was into Buddhism, loved her regular vacations to Jamaica, became swept up in the energy around President Barack Obama, threw big parties at her house, went out to gay bars, and thrived on cultivating a television audience with the same instinct they see in her new life as a candidate for governor. So has she undergone some kind of a change? 
I think she's clearly changed. Um, she was known inside the Channel 10 newsroom, which is the Fox affiliate in Phoenix. Um, and she did the five o'clock and nine o'clock newscasts every night and was probably their best known anchor. Um, and so she was known inside that newsroom as someone who was a big presence. Yes. Um, could be demanding and difficult, but was sort of, you know, I had multiple people say like she was always in Carrie's world and kind of got swept up in Carrie's world. She was just one of those people. Um, did she talk politics in the newsroom? Not really. Did she seem to be a reporter who wore sort of partisan inclinations on her sleeve? No. Um, we do know that she was enamored to a certain degree with President Obama when he first came on the scene, especially in 2008. Um, she has since said that, like, she was very excited about Obama's promise to move away from the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, but when Trump came along, we now know at least that she kind of then got swept up in that. But this was all stuff that was because she kept very private. Um, she was not known as a particularly political presence in that newsroom. So it's definitely clear that over the last few years, um, and I think part of it has to do with the pandemic, Part of it had to do with Trump. She was becoming a little bit more hardened in her views and at a certain point came to the conclusion that the media was a big problem in this country and that she was even saying things on air. I mean, she hasn't pointed to specifics necessarily that made her uncomfortable or made her feel like what she was doing was part of an immoral or corrupt system. And now you hear that from her all the time. But, I mean, just to even go back on... 22 years in a newsroom and then start using as pretty much the center of your campaign, this routine of calling out reporters as the fake news media, trying to pick fights with them pretty much at every opportunity. It's like one of the fascinating things about it is like, this was not only your, your life, your career, these were your friends. And now she's, she, she goes around having these huge confrontations with them at every event. Well, and relishes it. Um, she says totally. to you, and by, by the way, as I read your piece, it was unclear to me whether Ruby Kramer was ever going to get a sit down because initially, <laughs> I, I guess there's that. Ex- I'll do the interview as long as it airs on CNN Plus. Does that still exist? I didn't think so. And then further along yeah. with regard to you, is this paper owned by who is it owned by? She asks Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, owns The Washington Post. Oh, I thought so. She said her voice turning hard. You don't give anybody fair coverage, unfortunately. Wow. How do you how do you even sit down and have a reasonable dialogue with her? Uh, yeah, I mean, so that the exchange that you just read was from the first time I introduced myself to her at a campaign event. She had done an event with Christy Nome, the governor of South Dakota. And as she was working the end of a rope line and kind of about to disappear backstage, I just went up to her and she like kind of brushed me off. And she said, you know, I already answered questions because she had just done a gaggle with reporters. And I said, I don't have a question. I just want to introduce myself. My name is Ruby Kramer. I'm here from the Washington Post and I'm here to do a profile on you. I'd love to spend some time with you to get to know you. And she sort of cut me off at some point mid-sentence and then goes, yeah, it's exactly what you said. Like, who owns that? Remind me who owns that. She just got really, you know, she has that sort of like, she knows exactly what she's doing in those sort of exchanges. And I think what was actually interesting about this is usually 
those exchanges take place in front of a camera and she will release that video and it really riles up her supporters on social media. But that was kind of just me and her. I mean, there were a few staffers watching and they were amused by the entire exchange, but that wasn't on a stage. There weren't cameras rolling. No one really saw that except for me and a few other people. And she still just sort of teed off on me. And the process of trying to actually sit down with her after that was incredibly difficult I think I managed to convince them eventually to give me something like three minutes. Um, and in those three minutes, it was very chaotic. They were filming me the entire time, which makes me really uncomfortable. Uh, anyway, because her it, husband, her husband is, he's a videographer. He's got her constantly miked for his purpose. And you say anytime she's out and about they're rolling film. They are. It is one of the most fascinating mechanical aspects of a campaign I've ever seen. I mean, it's something that you might expect on a presidential. Um, presidential candidates often travel with their own photographers and videographers behind the scenes, uh, material that then gets used like for ads or in digital content. She has someone full time with a camera on her. She is constantly wearing a little lavalier microphone on the collar of her shirt that you know, if you had looked at it, you would barely notice it. And you, if you did, you might, in fact, think that it was somehow hooked up to, like, the event or the loudspeaker system. But, no, it's, it's hooked up to this one camera that is, in fact, operated by her husband, Jeff Halpern. And Jeff is a career videographer. He has his own production company. Um, people who used to work with him in, in Phoenix TV News say he's very talented. And so she sort of has this. You know, there, it's not a hidden camera per se, but there's an element of it of, okay, if you're going to talk to Carrie Lake, you know that you're being recorded. You know that she may use it as an opportunity to drag the media or to embarrass the media or to just rile up her supporters because those things go super viral um, when she pushes them out on, on Twitter and on Instagram. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. 
You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the SXM app. Ruby, uh, local news everywhere, and it hardly matters what channel. It seems like it's the pairing of the, the good-looking guy and the good-looking woman and maybe the, the race or ethnicity changes, but it's always that format. Am I right that for 22 years she was paired with just one co-anchor? You are correct. What does he say? What does he say about her? Okay, well, it's interesting you ask. Um, I have tried multiple times to get in touch with him. I finally did by text message, and he said he has made it his policy to not talk about her on or off the record and that doing so would be unethical. I mean, my response to that is, you know this candidate for office better than, you know, virtually everybody. You sat next to her every night, every weeknight for 22 years. And what do you have to say? The other interesting element about this is people in Arizona will tell you that John Hook has a reputation for being something of a, you know, privately at least, something of a conservative thinker himself. He and Kerry were known by Republicans in the state as the two anchors who would sort of go out of their way to call to, quote, get the other side. So, you know, if John sort of understands, like, the arc of conservatism over the last, you know, not just six years of Trump, but prior to that, what he would have to say, not only about where we are in Arizona with Kerry running at the top of the ticket, but about his friend, the woman he sat next to for 22 years, would be incredibly valuable to hear. But he has said he's not going to be saying is anything. He, is he still on air? He's still on air, yeah. He Interesting. Is. So so he's on air, presumably covering her race. Yes, this is fascinating. And Channel 10, you know, they say, like, we're covering this race like we would any other. In the primary, the, the Republican gubernatorial primary was a very crowded, messy primary. And I think that they struggled to figure out how to cover Carrie especially during the primary. Now that the general is here, I think you're seeing more sort of regular packages around the race and um, day-to-day coverage of the race. But it's been a very, very awkward position for some of these Channel 10 reporters and anchors to be in, um, especially since, you know, Carrie left the station by resigning, basically saying she was giving up news altogether because she found it to be something she was no longer comfortable with. She found it to be immoral. So, it puts the station in a really difficult position and yeah. And I know, I mean, I know from my reporting that there are anchors there who are just scratching their heads. Look, she's a really, totally she's bewildered. a really skilled communicator to state the obvious, whether she's abrasive, I guess is in the eyes of the beholder. I found her abrasive yeah. in what you wrote and the way she treated uh, Dana Bash. Um, but that's, you know, that's also what enthuses the base in your piece. You talk about how somebody said to her, some old hand in Arizona said, well, you know, run for Congress. You're a shoe. And she's like, no, I'm going to run for governor. And yeah. now she is. And you know that if, if she wins this race, Ruby, she'll immediately be considered at least vice presidential timber for Trump. 
Yeah, no question about that. I mean, I think if she wins this race, she will immediately become a national voice in Republican politics. And I think pointing out her skill at communicating and pointing out the sort of deliberateness with which she is able to manipulate scenarios to her benefit when it comes to dealing with the press is not saying, oh, my God, look how great Carrie Lake is. It's saying, look how kind of little it takes for a a Republican to sort of start their career out of nowhere, right? She has no qualifications in public service aside from being a news anchor, aside from being known widely around the state. She can take that, take that savviness, that performance, and immediately skyrocket herself to running a, a, a crucially important swing state and helping run its elections and potentially creating a national platform for herself. So I do think it's really important to show what is so effective about her and about her campaign, whether you agree with her or not. One one last thought, if I may, and thanks for being so gracious with your time. It seems I already was of this opinion, but you cemented it, that Katie Hobbs, the Democratic candidate for governor, blew it by refusing to get on the debate stage with uh, with Carrie Lake. Agreed? I think one of the unfortunate things about it for Katie Hobbs and her campaign is that it became this week's long drawn out. Will she, won't she, will she show up at this event? She doesn't. Will she show up for a debate? She didn't. It just got to be this like never ending wash of headlines about essentially all saying the same thing, which is like Katie Hobbs, not running away from Katie, from Carrie Lake. Right. And so I just think maybe if there had been, and you know, it's easy for me to say this now, maybe if they had found a way to say from the very beginning, look, sorry, we get it, but we're not going to do it because X, Y, Z, we have no interest in being a part of the Carrie Lake spectacle. If they had just said it from the beginning, maybe some of these headlines could have been avoided. I think she's in a tough situation. I don't think that Katie Hobbs is necessarily a candidate who wants and is eager to go toe-to-toe with Carrie Lake and kind of get in the mud with her. I totally get that. Stylistically, they're opposites. Um but, you know, I just think, yeah, so I, I, I sympathize. I think it's a lose-lose situation for Hobbs. Nicely done, Ruby. I really appreciate your thank time. You. And the, piece, the piece was illuminating, and I thank you for that. Thanks. I appreciate it so much. Ruby Kramer is a national political enterprise reporter at The Washington Post. Her piece is easily accessible in all of my social media. Arizonians, the thing that I keep forgetting to mention, Arizona, is I am speaking in Arizona, and you are invited, and it's in January, and I don't know the date, and I don't (laughs) know the time. But I do know Wait, that there was a, like a... Is this a road trip? Am I coming? You are not coming. What? Uh, this was a pre-sale that uh, I think has ended and now is open to the public. And I promise you by the end of the day on my Facebook page, I will have the details. When am I back on the travel squad? I'm just uh, asking. In 2024. <laughs> in 2024. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter. Or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduced speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. If I were more sophisticated at this, it would have worked beautifully to talk Arizona and then push my event. But I wasn't on top of my game. At least now I know the date and where I'll be. True. Good job. Sunday night, (laughs) Sunday night, January 29 at the ASU. So Arizona State University, the Kerr Cultural Center. Uh, tickets are on sale now. I'll make sure I get something up on the Facebook page by the end of today. But you tell me, TC, the pre-sale's over and people can go buy tickets, right? Yeah, you right? can buy tickets right now. Okay, I'm looking you, at them right now. Okay. And Standard like, admission, I, I guess, general admission. I, yep. I, I guess if you simply put my name and ASU Kerr in the search engine. You know what I did? I put Smirconish, Arizona, and that's January. It. And that's it. Up you came. Okay. Thank there you. you are. Thank you Hello. for that. Thank you. Uh, Brian, you are in Arizona. Greetings. Talk to me about your gubernatorial race. Well, I just heard the segment and the very good uh, conversation uh, with the reporter. Uh, The race does look close, but I've got a couple of observations. One is, if you look deeper in the polls, um, questions such as, this candidate shares my values, uh, my view on the integrity of the 2020 election, questions like that. It comes up that Carrie Lake's support is really not any deeper than Trump people. Um, And I think the reason the race looks as close as it is is because of, quite frankly, the weakness of the Democratic candidate. Um, she, um, she She doesn't project well. She doesn't instill confidence in people. Uh, She isn't an obvious better choice to a lot of voters. And I think that's why it appears as close as it is. Brian, can I I say something? Can I say something about this? Okay. 
you you may be right in saying that Carrie Lake doesn't have the depth of support that Hob that Katie Hobbs does. But the thing about the Trump Carrie Lake voter, they're coming out. They're going to be there come hell or high water. So th- if you got everybody out to vote, she'd lose. But everybody's not coming out to vote. It's a story that I see replicated all across the country. Well, I, I, you know, I understand the suggestion, but, you know, the counter argument to that is uh, that Dobbs and the, um, the, the outrage over the revelations of the January 6th committee are going to bring the Democrats out to vote. So, Maybe. I, you know, I don't know. I don't think the Democrats are staying home. Each side, each side has, uh, and you might be right, each side's got potent issues. Real quick, Jamie, you're also in Arizona. What did you most want to say? I, I agree. I think that Lake is well-spoken. I think she is convincing. But <clears throat> for, for those of us who live in Arizona, she's a scary proposition. And I just, I agree, though, that Hobbs has not sold her story very well, has not sold how well she ran the 2020 elections, how well she dealt with all the issues that came up. Um, but, I mean, Lake follows along a lot. Some of the other people that are running for office, like Blake oh. Masters, who's oh. already oh, said yeah. he's willing to, con- who's willing to concede the race because two, he does two not thirds. think. Jamie, two-thirds well, of Republicans, two-thirds of Republicans surveyed by Washington Post and New York Times are not buying the last election outcome. That's frightening for what it means going forward. Arizona, January 29, ASU Kerr Center is where you'll find me. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary.